0: Welcome back to TJBQ. Today it's just me on the mic, Noah, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about the Stanley Cup Finals coming up. Going to be giving some predictions, uh, going over what happened in these playoffs, look over the conference finals, and then look over what's what to expect here in the Stanley Cup Finals. So we're just gonna. I'm sorry, I'm just going to jump into it. Um, so so let's take a look at what happened in the conference finals. So the Tampa Bay Lightning went up against the New York Islanders for the second straight year. And last year, the Islanders looked pretty overmatched. Uh, they didn't really look like they had a shot to beat the vastly better Tampa Bay Lightning team. Um, And honestly, I didn't expect the Islanders to get this far in the playoffs, Um, but they were able to do it, and also they were able to do it without their captain, Anders Lee, um, who has been out since March 12th with a lower body injury. Uh, I believe he tore his ACL, which is – a tough tough blow for him and the Islanders but they uh they did a lot better in this series than I originally thought that they were going to do um they took it to seven games and it it was a tough loss to take in game seven it really was uh they allowed one goal all game and that was a shorthanded goal And that has just got to make Barry Trotz and the rest of that Islanders power play unit go crazy. Um, Giving up a shorthanded goal to knock you out of the playoffs, that has got to be the worst way to go. Um, But I think that most NHL fans believed that the Lightning would be the team coming out of the East... Uh, They still, even though they finished, I think, third in their division, they still looked like the best team out of that division. They took care of the Hurricanes pretty handedly. Um, They beat the Panthers in the first round also pretty handedly. I actually thought the Panthers would give them a little bit of a run for their money, but that never turned out to be the case. Um, And... I don't know. I think that the Islanders definitely played a lot better this series than last year's conference finals. Um, Matt Barzell stepped up big time, and that was an issue for them uh, last year. He's been pretty inconsistent in his career, um, but he he was a big-time player for the Islanders in these playoffs. Um, Semyon Varlamov deserves a ton of credit, as does Ilya Sorokin. Um Varlamov was the starter, starting goaltender for most playoff games. Uh, Sorokin had a few games, which he played and played well in. But Varlamov really stepped up for the Islanders. They needed their goaltenders to be fantastic if they're going to make any shot at the Stanley Cup this year. And they were. They really stepped up. Um, And, I mean, the Islanders, they don't really have – that one superstar they just have a really well-balanced team and a great great coach and gm to go along with it um and that's how that's how they're able to make it this far in the playoffs year after year um you know as a caps fan i'm not rooting for the islanders ever but i was definitely rooting for them against the lightning um the lightning when you look at their roster. It's like they're they're unfair. They they really are. I mean, you just go down the roster and you just see superstar after superstar. I mean, it starts with their captain and Steven Stamkos, who has been a superstar in the league for a long, long time. Braden Point has been going on a ridiculous ridiculous run this these playoffs i think he has 12 goals already um and he had a nine game goal streak which is top five longest goal streaks in nhl playoff history they have a former mvp heart trophy winner in nikita kucherov um pat maroon has won two straight cups and is looking for his third uh andre vasilevsky former Vesno winner uh he's been phenomenal in these playoffs just terrific uh Andre Palat Ryan McDonough Alex Kalorn Matthew Joseph Tyler Johnson Victor Hedman Yanni Gord I mean you can go on and on with this roster and they they just Tampa knows how to win uh they've choked in the playoffs before but last year really um showed us that they they know how to win in these playoffs they know how to win a Stanley Cup. Um, And on the other side, they're going to be going up against a young Montreal Canadiens team. And I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think a lot, if not most NHL fans, including myself, didn't even think the Habs would make it out of the first round. I mean, they went down 3-1 to a really, really good Maple Leafs team. And I know that John Tavares was knocked out, but he was also knocked out in the first 10 minutes of Game 1. And they still found a way to go up 3-1 to one in that series. And then they blew the lead to the Habs. I mean, shout-out to that Canadiens roster. Shout-out to Carey Price, who has been sensational... In these playoffs, he has been standing on his head for this Canadiens team, um, calling up Cole Caulfield has been the spark that they needed on offense, um, Tyler Toffoli has been outstanding for them, Shea Weber has been a consistent defensive stalwart, uh, behind the blue lines, um, like the Islanders, you know, Like they don't have a true superstar yet. Now, Cole Caulfield could do that. Uh, a few other guys, just Barry Cotton, Cottoniemi, excuse me. Um, you know, Corey Perry used to be one, but he's not what he used to be. Eric Stahl, Tomas Tatar. They have. They do have some players on this roster who can go on a tear and put up put up points and goals. But like the Islanders, they don't have a true superstar. So it's really surprising that they've made it this far, especially considering that they were the last team into the playoffs. They had the worst record out of any of the playoff teams, and here they are in the Stanley Cup Finals going up against probably the best team, the best team team on paper in the NHL, and to do that, they had to go through, mind you, a pretty weak division in the Canadian division, um, they did have to beat the Maple Leafs, although the Maple Leafs, you know, are consistent chokers in the playoffs, and they show that once again, I don't know what the Leafs are going to do going forward, but that's not what this podcast is about today. They uh they swept the Jets in the second round, and I again didn't expect that to happen. Uh, I thought the Jets would be able to come out and win that series. Uh, with the offense that they have, the improved defense, and obviously Connor Hellebuck and Net, but. You know, the Habs, they're on a Cinderella run right now, and they put their mark on that series and just rolled by the Jets. Um, and then in those conference finals, they had to go up against a vastly superior Vegas Golden Knights squad. Um, and I think that... I expected the Knights to win in four. I expected them to sweep, but... Um. A few mistakes here and there really cost him. For example, uh, I think it was in game three or four. um, I'm sorry, it was in game four. Vegas was looking to go up three to one in the series, um, and they had a two to one lead in the game. And then Marc Andre Fleury uh, knocked the puck off his foot or off his skate, uh, put it in front of the net, and Josh Anderson scored two straight goals to uh, tie up that series. And, you know, Vegas, I don't want to say they beat themselves, but they did. Uh, They didn't play to the level that they should have. Uh, They have a ton of superstars on this roster, a ton of talent um, led by Captain Mark Stone. Um, And they are now labeled as chokers in the playoffs. I think we can officially say that. Um, they had one, you know, run to the Stanley Cup finals in their inaugural inaugural season, uh, in which they lost in five games to the Caps. Um, they, the next year, they choked away a three to one lead to the San Jose Sharks. And in game seven, they had a three, nothing lead in the third period, three to nothing. And then a stupid five-minute major penalty was called. And the Sharks scored four straight. And eventually won in overtime. And then last year, they made it to the conference finals once again in the bubble. And they were going up against a much worse team than them in the Dallas Stars. And they lost in five games. They can't seem to close out series they can't do it I don't know what the problem is I don't know if it's the coaching although they did have a coaching change this year so I don't know if that's it uh they fired Gerard Gallant and hired Pete DeBoer from San Jose um I don't know if it's their core like the original guys on this roster such as Marc-Andre Fleury um uh Braden McNabb, Jonathan Marchessault, William Carlson. I don't know if they are the playoff chokers. I don't know if it's uh, the team as a whole. It, it, the Alex Petrangelo signing was should have pushed them over the top. I mean, he was phenomenal in these playoffs. He was sometimes their only source of offense. And that that's not good. They have so many offensive weapons that... They can't rely on a defensive player to be their entire offense. And the Habs took advantage. Uh, Carey Price, once again, was amazing in the series. He stopped basically everything that came his way. Um, uh, Philip Deneau was elite in the face-off dot the series he won almost it felt like almost every single face-off he took he won it um Cole Caulfield really stepped up in the conference finals uh Nick Suzuki was another guy who played really well in helping the Habs reach the Stanley Cup finals um Shea Weber again You know, I could go over these rosters all day long and look at each individual performance. Um, But let's let's take a look at the matchup in the Stanley Cup Finals now. Lightning, Canadians. At first glance, I will say Lightning and four. I don't even think it'll be close. But we're going to take a deeper dive because that's boring. The Montreal Canadiens have been counted out since their first series. They were down 3-1. to one, They came back. Nobody expected them to beat the Jets. They swept them. Nobody expected them to beat the Knights. They beat them in six. Don't count the Habs out is what I have learned these playoffs. Don't count them out because they're just going to prove you wrong. The Lightning... You know, they, before last season, they also were chokers in the playoffs, like the Knights, like the Caps, like the Islanders, like a lot of different teams. They were also chokers. If you remember, uh, I don't, I think it was the season before they won the cup. They, yes, it was. They had the best record in NHL history tied for it, and they got swept. In the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets. They got swept. And they sent out that stupid tweet that they got made fun of for an entire year. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They came back, they won the cup the next year, beating the Blue Jackets in not an exciting series, but they did go to five overtimes, which was an exciting game. Um, But... The Lightning, they've cruised through the playoffs again. They beat the Panthers in six. They beat the Hurricanes in five. And they beat the Islanders in seven in what was an extremely exciting series with a lot of big goals. Um, And the final game was played in Nassau Nassau Coliseum. Um, So goodbye to that. Wonderful, wonderful arena. Uh Islanders fans have shown that they are some of the best fans in the league. Uh, and I'm really excited um, to see their new arena and how loud Islanders fans are gonna be in there. But let's look at some of these matchups here. Uh, so first off, let's start with goaltending. And we have here the two best goaltenders in these playoffs. We have Andre Vasilevsky from the Lightning, and we have Carey Price from the Canadiens. Both have won Vesna trophies. Carey Price has won an MVP, which, <laughs> God, that's hard to do uh, as a goalie in hockey. Um, I don't think either team has an advantage here. I think they both have phenomenal goaltending, and both goaltenders are going to play just as well as they have been in these playoffs uh so i'm gonna call that even right there um in terms of the defense core um it's it's hard i'm looking over the rosters right now i mean obviously the lightning have the names On their defense court, they have Mikhail Sergachev, uh, David Savard, Ryan McDonough, Victor Hedman. They have a lot of big-name guys. While the Canadians, you know, they have names that casual NHL fans would know. Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie, Eric Gustafson, Joel Edmondson, Ben Chirot. But, you know, it's not as exciting as the Lightning. I think that the Lightning defense core adds a little bit more offense than the Canadians defense core does. Um, And that's why I'm going to give the Lightning the advantage there. Um, The Lightning, they just, you know, they can defend and provide the offense when necessary. And not to say, you know, guys like Shea Weber and Ben Chirot can't do that. It's just, it might not be as consistent from the Canadian side. It might not be as productive, uh, so those are those are some of the reasons why I'm going to give the advantage of defense to the Lightning. Um, now on offense, I mean, I, advantage Lightning. I I don't even think that should be a question. Uh, they just have they have so much firepower on offense. Anthony Cirelli, Blake Coleman, Barclay, Barclay Goodrow, Yanni Gord, Tyler Johnson, Matthew Joseph, Alex Lorne, Nikita Kucherov, Pat Maroon, Andre Palat, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, Mitchell Stevens, you can go on and on. Um, so a lot of firepower on that offense. Well, you know, the Canadians, they have some guys. They, they have good pieces on offense, Tyler Toffoli, Nick Suzuki, Eric Stahl, Corey Perry, Arturi Lekanen, Jesperi Kats... God, I can't say his name. Katsuniemi, Brendan Gallagher, Michael Frolik, Cole Caulfield, Philip Dano, Paul Byron, uh, Josh Anderson. They have guys. I just don't think that the Habs are as deep on offense as the Lightning are. Um, And a big blow that just came to the Habs this morning is that Yoel Armia uh, came down with COVID. Uh, so he will probably be out for at least the first two or three games, maybe the entire series, considering if he's vaccinated or not. So that's a that's a big blow. Um, one advantage that the Habs have um, is that their head coach, Dominique Ducharme, is coming back. Uh, so he also. Um, tested positive for COVID. And was out for. Th- I believe three games. In the conference finals. And the Habs were able to win all of them. So you know. Maybe he's not necessary. But it's obviously great to have your head coach back. Um, but yeah. Losing Yoel Armia is going to be a big loss. Um, So Okay. Let's take a look at special teams in these playoffs. The Lightning, uh, out of all the playoff teams, are second in power play percentage at a 37% clip. Uh, That is elite. That is really, really good. They have a ton of weapons on their power play, and it is hard to stop them. Uh, The Canadians are ranked seventh at a 20% clip, or I'm sorry, 21% clip. You know, respectable, but definitely not as potent as the Lightning. The advantage that the Canadians have is on their penalty kill. Their penalty kill has been simply sensational in these playoffs. They are ranked number one out of all the playoff teams at a 93.5% penalty kill rate. That is phenomenal. The Canadians have been stout on the penalty kill. When they commit a penalty, they are so unlikely to give up a goal, and that is a big, big advantage for the Canadians, especially against a Tampa Bay Lightning power play that is unbelievably potent. They can score whenever they want. The Lightning Penalty Kill is also really, really good. They're ranked 4th at an 83% clip, but clearly there are holes in that Penalty Kill uh, that I think the Canadians could take advantage of. Um, Now, there's not as much firepower on the Canadians' power play, but they definitely have weapons that can expose poor penalty killing. Um so after taking a look at all of that and another thing that we have to take into account is face offs. Um the Canadians they are they're pretty good in the face off dot. They have a special weapon in Philip Dano. He took Almost every single defensive zone faceoff in the Vegas series, he was that good. Um, so they have a little bit of a secret weapon there. Well, not secret, but they have a, a legit weapon in the faceoff dot whenever they need to win a faceoff. Um, however, when we're looking at centers, I think that the Lightning definitely have an advantage. Uh, Overall, I think they have better face-off guys uh, in their lineup. The Habs, you know, they can win faceoffs, but they really rely on Dan O. Um, and if he's going up against the Lightning Centers, you know, he's not going to win every time like he did against Vegas. Um, so after looking at all of these factors in the Stanley Cup Finals, As I said, my original thought was Tampa in four. I still believe that Tampa is going to win. However, I think that the Canadians are going to make it much harder than the Stars did last year. Uh, The Stars, they won two games, but they really seemed overmatched. Uh... They didn't really stand a chance. I think that the Canadians, if they play the way they have been and they continue to stay stout on defense and play aggressive when they find those windows, they're going to give Tampa a run for their money. Um, And like I said before, don't count Montreal out. Don't do it. People have been counting them out all playoffs. And they've proved everyone wrong. I think that my final prediction is going to be Tampa Bay in 6. And I think that a lot of NHL experts are also saying Tampa in 5 or 6. So, you know, I may have just jinxed it, but that's what sports predictions are for, right? So that's our podcast for today uh thanks for listening um and go canadians i'll see you next time